Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Duncan James McKay, and with me as always is my two saucy main men, Bronson Bradley Cornelis, and like the cream in an Oreo, we have our smooth producer, Tanner Jaron Albertson, people, which makes this Hard Questios, the podcast. The podcast. That's right. Welcome back. Welcome, everyone. We're so happy to have you. This is episode 20, Duncan. That's Can you believe right. it? Oh, man. <laughs> 20 already. Yeah. Crazy. And with our one listener, that means we have 20 listens now. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Wait, is that one listener me? Because I go back and listen to him. Do you? <laughs> oh, Occasionally. Man. Occasionally. So we're listening. We're doing this for ourselves, basically. N- we're doing, yeah. We're d- we do this for fun. For yeah. ourselves. For ourselves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you who are listening, we love you. We appreciate you. And uh, you're number one to us. That's right. You're we're doing it for each individual, the, the as well as the complete whole. Correct. Um, Bronson, do you have a disclaimer for this episode? <laughs> I do, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, a couple episodes back, we did an episode called Why Do Men? Okay, mm-hmm. and We just had a bunch of people send in questions about like finishing the sentence, why do men do this, why do men do that, whatever. We answered it. We did a pretty terrible job because we don't even know what we're talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, for episode 20, kind of special, we thought we'd do something similar, but why do women? Mm. Here comes the disclaimer, okay? We are not women. Wow. (laughs) Nor are we experts on women, okay? (laughs) So, we just ask you guys to, like, cut us a break. We're going to do our best to try and get across this information as as truthfully and as unbiased as Mm -hmm. possible. Um, But we are are not experts, Mm -hmm. and we don't know everything, so don't. Exactly. Don't don't hunt us down and, and you know <laughs> kill us in our sleep or anything because of what we're about to say. We're we're gonna do our best. That's right. Yeah, we're gonna be nice to each other. And you know if you are a little smarty pants and you know you know a heck of a lot more than we do, then we want to hear from you. So let us know um, what we missed, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, cover that on the podcast. Yeah, perfect. Um, to preface today's episode, okay. I have dug up a daily rando. Okay. Which is kind of a follow-up uh, follow for the previous episode, Okay. Um, for those of you who listened. So, um, I just heard word about uh, gorillas, okay, the efforts that have been going down in, in preserving gorillas. Okay. And so, so um, I believe when, when the gorillas were first put on the endangered species list, there were only about 250 left in the world, right? That's, cr- that's nothing. 250. <laughs> That's a handful of pretzels. That's crazy. <laughs> That's itty bitty. <laughs> well, we'll get this. So, um, because of the many incredible efforts and and preservation acts towards you know the preserving these incredible animals, mm-hmm. today we have one thousand and four gorillas in the world. Not only has it Ooh. quadrupled, but it four more on the quadruple. That's right. Those four <laughs> more, you know, could could. Oh man, four gorillas can go a long way. Well, you'd be surprised what a, a thousand gorillas can do. Like, if, if you have a thousand gorillas and each of them have a baby, that's 500 more. Oh. But just one baby. You know, and th- so it's like yeah. the exponential growth thing. Like mm-hmm. Albert Einstein, how he said, like, that compound interest is the most powerful thing in the universe. It's totally true. Yeah. yeah. You start totally. out small, but once you get, once you get going big, uh, you get going big. There could be a planet of gorillas somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, Duncan, does that include gorillas in zoos as well? Or, or is that just in the wild? Do you know? 
Um, so I believe that's wild gorillas. Okay. Um, I think gorillas in capti- captivity. I, I don't. They don't normally count them unless it gets really, really low, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Or maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't know. If you know, write to us. That's right. And set us straight in our ways because and we are not experts. <laughs> yeah. And there's <laughs> there's reason one number one why we are not experts. Okay. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um. So yeah, should we uh, should we delve on into this topic? Should we? park at the top yeah. of a hill in San Francisco and put it in neutral. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo-wee. Here we go, folks. Why do women blank? Ready? It's a great question. Okay, so we got actually quite a bit of answers. Mm-hmm. We can't answer all of them. Some of them we don't want to answer. That's right. <laughs> so I, w- there was one question that me and Duncan looked at each other and were like, no, we're uh, not doing that one. <laughs> Forget <yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah. But what we've done is we figure, we since we're not experts, we actually went and got some friends who are experts in the topics because they are females. females. Yeah, what did That's we do right. with these females, Duncan? We... We tied them up. No, just kidding. What? <laughs> no, 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 we just asked them questions. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, so we we, we interrogated <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah, we, we we put them into that dark room, you know, with the one-way mirror behind them. Yeah, and they're like, you got like the l- really bright light on them. That's right. Good cop, bad cop. You were good cop. Was I good cop? No, no, I was good cop. I think Tanner was good cop. Yeah, that's right. You were good cop, right, Tanner? I was bad cop, and you were like silly cop. I was <laughs> like, they were so hysterical after listening to your jokes that they just told us what we wanted to hear. <laughs> Natasha Cop. That's who I was. <laughs> You're Natasha Cop. Yeah, okay. That's, right. that's fair. Uh, if you want to know who Natasha is, uh, write to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want me to take the first question? Sure. So, um, a good friend of ours, uh, Jenna, we'll leave her last name out of this for her safety, of course. <laughs> yes. Um Special thanks to Jenna for sending in her input. Um, her question was, why do women underestimate their abilities or put themselves down? Now, I thought this was such a good question, and I, I think that she did such a good job um, talking about it. Um, let's hear what she had to say, yep. shall we? Yep. So my question was, why are women more prone to um, undervaluing or underappreciating themselves and why do they put themselves down um, so much? I, I see this in myself. I see this in my friends. Like I've seen that before where women um, doubt themselves and think that are as capable as they want to be. Um, and I really, I think that the reason for that is because of the way that we were, so that we have been socialized, um, growing up in a society that, you know, really um, is focused on comparison, it's focused on looks and um, materialism, and all of these things have kind of cultured women to take a, to develop an attitude of I'm not good enough. But yeah, I, I definitely think it's something that we need to change individually as women to, you know, be more self-compassionate and to recognize that we are capable and to appreciate our talents. And then as a society as well, to step away from um, this culture of comparison and of being better and and needing um, 
validation and acceptance from other people to have worth. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so that is like some really good information. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. Jenna. Um, as with her and with the other people that you're going to hear throughout this episode, we're not able to put all of their stuff that they talked about in, but we put like most of it. And right. we want to talk about some, some points that she talked about. So mm-hmm. comparison, Duncan. Yeah. She talked about a comparison a lot. What do you think about that? Uh, it's trickly. It, it, it's tricky. It's not tr- trickly. It's trickly. <laughs> it's, it's, tr- it's tricky. It's trickling down the leg. <laughs> <laughs> it's trickling ever more into our society. How about that? There we go. Way okay. to tie it in. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I, I see it more and more, you know, and especially for, for girls, I feel like there's a lot, th- there's a huge need to, to fit in, to be a part of the group. And yeah. Um, I, I, well, it, it, same with men, but I, I feel like especially for women, you know, that, that drive to fit in is incredibly strong. Right? Yeah. And one thing I was thinking about is, like you said, with men, it's very similar, but I think the drive to fit in with men is based off of different things even. like sure, yeah. I feel like I fit in more because I have cool cars, for example, mm-hmm. right? Rather than like, oh, I need to look a certain way to fit in. And mm-hmm. I think that's more geared towards women. So I feel like women, it's almost like they've become like the objects that have to be like looking good. And mm-hmm. with men, it's like having an object, like yeah. a car or whatever it is. Um, yeah. And I think that's where like the cultural like problem has come from is that separation. And that's why women a lot of times don't believe in themselves. Yeah. And or maybe they they underappreciate themselves when in reality they shouldn't because they're awesome. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, this this question just kind of came to my mind. It, like this just reminds me of this. It's another question kind of correlated to this, where uh, and we don't have to answer this, but I I think we all know a girl or or someone who meets another girl for the first time and she's like, oh, she hates me. Yeah. Like uh, that's an interesting concept, right? Like. You you don't really know anything about that other person, but you automatically assume that they hate you because there's this auto there's this cultural uh, th- this culture that you need to fit in that you know unless uh, you do everything perfectly you're not going to be loved by everyone. Yeah. Right? So it's almost like you meet a girl, like a girl meets another girl, and she looks at her and sees that she fits into a certain category of this culture, like mm-hmm. in a certain level almost. Right. And then the girl will say, I'm either be- I'm probably below that, so she hates me automatically. Right. Right. Or maybe even I'm above that, and so she hates me because she's going to think that I'm better than her. I, it might go both ways. I don't know. Like I said, we're not experts. but. Right. And now, do you think something similar happens with men do you think it, it's kind of along the same lines or not really i judge men all the time by the cars that they drive yes <laughs> i will bring this back to cars all day long duncan if you want me to <laughs> okay no it's fair i mean it's how you but you can tell a lot about a person by the car that they drive sure and i i oh do no. that and i don't people are gonna judge me you know so actually hard. i have thought like maybe that guy probably hates me because i hate him hmm. based on the cars that we drive maybe that is oh my yeah. gosh you're like, he drives a PT Cruiser. And I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> he must be a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. And he probably hates me because I drive an Audi, you That's know, right. and he so probably hates Audis because oh, he's driving a PT Cruiser. It's American. I'm German, whatever, you know. Right. So it, from what, what I can tell, you know, we, we kind of do something similar, but I, I, I notice that it's a little bit more severe with women. Yeah. Right? And I think it's just because it's connected to their, their personality, their identity and their looks. Whereas with men, it might be connected to other things. And sure. like in most 
things that we're going to talk about in this podcast, it's generalized, right. I think. Yeah. Like, this isn't the same for everybody. Of course. This is just, like, general stuff that we mm-hmm. see, you know? Yeah. So, do you have anything else to say about that one? No, I think that's it. Let's, uh, let's move on okay. to the next question. That was a good one. Okay, so this is a good question. Um, we had multiple people actually answer this for us. Um, it was pretty good. So, let's, let's start with this one. Why do women always have a double motive? Ooh. Good question. Yeah, and so this one was answered by our good friend uh, Megan, mm-hmm. um, who's helped us out a lot. And so let's let's go to the phones and listen to her. That's right. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> okay, so you guys gave me the question: Why do women generally have double motives? So I guess first of all, I was a little, I guess I was a little actually confused by the meaning of this question, because like, what sort of situations are we referring to? I can't really like think of a time when I was just like man, I'm going to lie to this person so hard, and I'm just going to turn around and take advantage of them. It would be so great. It would be so much fun. But, I mean, then again, that's just me. (laughs) So maybe there are, like, crazy people out there who do that, but I doubt they're all just women. (laughs) Um, So I'm just going to address what I think guys might misunderstand as being double motives at times. Um, So in general, women have, like, women have like a better sense of empathy than men do. And I think this comes from not only like our need to care for other people, but also our need to defend ourselves. So men, if they want to like win a fight or work their way out of a situation, it's pretty easy for them to just turn to their strength or just their sense of power for defense. Whereas most women, we honestly aren't that strong, at least in compared to men. Women are pretty tough, but anyway. Uh, We can't just start, like, punching through walls to work our way out of a situation. And I'm not saying all guys do this, but honestly, I've been in a couple situations where guys' tendency to rely on force to get out is usually just creates a bigger mess. But Um, So I think this sense of double motive has come from our need to defend ourselves, or I guess just in, like, a lighter sense, like, our need to just kind of, you know, get a word in every once in a while. Women are really good at like reading a situation and thinking before we jump into action. We like we like to like look for multiple routes and try to like deduce each outcome of each route, see which one works best. And like most of the time, the path of least resistance is usually just to like skirt around the edges and like under people's radar, which could be seen as like double motives. <laughs> and this ability can be used for good and evil. So we, can, we could try to like manipulate a situation to get our way or I guess to even like take advantage of people. But for the most part, I think it's just evidence of, women, of how women are just running multiple trains of thought through their heads all the time, every day, trying to find the best solution to just everything. <laughs> but I guess that's just how our brains work. <laughs> and I hope this helps. Awesome. So, uh, once again, that was Megan. Uh, wonderful insight on, uh, well, ulterior motives, right? Yeah. Um, so, really interesting stuff. And, and I, I just wanted to, to bring up the fact that um, the, w- the impression that I get and, and sort of examples that fall into this are, are examples of, like, indirect speech, right? Okay. Um, so, when a girl is like, I look terrible, don't I? Like, I, I just look bad today. What they're what they're not looking for is for you to say like yes you do you should take those clothes <laughs> like 
<laughs> not take those clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> take those clothes and go burn them and that's put something else on. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Go yeah. change. <laughs> what they're looking for is one. It, are their clothes acceptable? Like, are they? Do they look okay? Do they look stylish? Yeah, do they fit into the social environment that that you're in right at that mm-hmm. moment or whatever it may exactly. be? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then the second. So one, uh, do they look okay? Do they fit into the environment? Like yeah. you said. And two, um, do you appreciate them? Yeah. Right. As a man, like, because. As far as I can tell, girls are like, well, these these shoes, they're a statement. But, like, so long <laughs> as the guy likes them, then great. Yeah. Like, cool. Yeah. Th- th- I don't care what other So, that th- everything you said right there, that definition of a f- ul- ulterior motive. Like, mm-hmm. you're asking a question with more than – you're looking for more than one thing. Like, right. you're yeah. – you're it's almost like a computer. Like, it, <laughs> it's a s- – it imp- how do I say this? A computer – accepts like input right mm-hmm. from a keyboard from a mouse from a microphone and then it puts out things an mm-hmm. image on a screen audio whatever it may be okay mm-hmm. so what a, a woman is doing is she's like asking a question and then waiting for a response in whatever manner it may be mm-hmm. multiple different responses whether yeah. it's a keyboard stroke or movement of the mouse or <laughs> in the microphone you know that's right yeah. however you want to translate that yeah. but that's that's basically what is what you're saying yeah. right and uh, yeah, y- absolutely. And uh, another interesting point that I thought Megan brought up was the idea of multitasking. So not yeah. just multi in like uh, motives, right? Having uh, multiple motives in in one action. The women are like hardwired hardwired to be able to multitask. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, back to Tub Tub and Jub Jub, our good friends over here. Mm-hmm. Um, if Tub Tub's wife, you know, is is a one track mind person like a male right then her kids would be off drowning in the stream while she's <laughs> cooking dinner and she's like i gotta make dinner for tub tub when he comes home and this my dinner's g- gotta get done you know yeah. she's gotta be like okay i'm cooking a pot while saving my son from like the torrent torrentous torrentous yeah. waters while scraping honey off of the daughter and you know That's right and stubbing her toe stepping on a lego <laughs> down to the river and sharpening the arrowhead for the husband and you know yeah so cu- cursing under her breath <laughs> that's essential <laughs> but um, yeah no you're totally right like <laughs> i like how she talked about how it's like a way out of uncomfortable like situations mm-hmm. right yeah. where like if you were to go in one-sided to a situation um it might be difficult to push your way out is what she was talking about which right. is totally true and so that's why she said like women sometimes like skirt around the edges and that could seem sinister or but most of the time it's for the good, right? Because they don't want to offend here. They don't want to offend there. Right. They want to, mm-hmm. you know, cook that pot and sharpen <laughs> the arrowhead and all that stuff. So Step that on that Lego. Yeah, so, so that things are satisfied and things are in place, right? It's like a huge – it's a very high level of thinking. It's a very smart way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and women do it in a way that's like – they, they do it really well, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And <laughs> like we've said a million times, it could be good, it can be bad. Mm-hmm. But they're good at doing it. I, I definitely will say that that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I feel like we're kind of transitioning into the topic of equality, and I feel like this is a good time to, to move on to um, Audrey's question. Okay. You think so? Yeah, should I okay? introduce it a little bit? Yeah, please okay. do. Okay. So we got some great stuff from Audrey, um, but we're going to have her talk about um, why do some women take feminism too seriously or too far, and kind of like uh, feminism as like a whole, like what it is, because... There's a million questions that we could ask about feminism, but we just want to like talk about it, like in general, in and general. start start from yeah. the basics. And Audrey does a great job of doing that. So let's yeah. listen to her. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the problems that surround feminism is 
can be hearkened back to the actual definition of it. And we've already moved through this phase where there was a big clarification that feminism at its core is in fact fighting for equal rights to men, right? Which I think is pretty widely accepted at this point. Um, but we're in phase two now <laughs> where, uh, like, what does that actually mean? And it does not mean we are looking for an advantage over men or that they're looking for more opportunities or sympathy or to be treated like men. Uh, I think it's simply asking for basic human rights of what is what is the proper way to treat a human when you look at it in those terms the question becomes much clearer uh, for everyone involved of have you ever been treated like you weren't human my philosophy is this if you are a human looking to be treated like a human by other humans you have the right to fight for it. I think there should be a basic standard for how we treat humankind. I don't think that's outrageous to ask for. Awesome. Okay, so that was great, Audrey. Mm -hmm. She talked. She had some really important points there. Like, yeah. I agree with her in saying that, like, you know, up to this point in 2018, like, we, we all agree. I think we agree mm -hmm. that, like, feminine, everybody should have equal rights. You know, yeah. that's just... That's just how it should be, right. right? And there are some people who take that too far, and there are some people who are still living in the dinosaur ages, you know? <laughs> right, right. Unfortunately, it's, that's probably how it's always going to be on every topic that's controversial, sure. but whatever. Yeah. But she's totally right. This is a basic human right. And as soon as somebody gets that taken away, um, it's hard to, like, go up to the average line again, right? So yeah. let's say a woman is treated poorly for being a woman, okay? And so basically her rights are, like, dropped down. Right. I feel like sometimes um, she doesn't just come up to the average level of where we're all at, where, like, equality is, but she tries to push it above. And I think, I don't know if that's necessarily, like, we can blame her for that. Because it happens not just with, like, um, male and female. It happens with whites and blacks. You know, the same thing. Yeah. We're d we're trying to be equal here. I love you. <laughs> I love all you guys, you know. Right. Yeah. We're doing our best, but... Um, I think it's definitely a thing because I've felt yeah. that as well. I've mm -hmm. felt pushed down and I've felt like I tried to rise above and get more power than I had originally. Yeah, um, and I'm not saying that that's like a good or a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that, that maybe that maybe that happens. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Duncan? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I stand along the same lines as well. Um, wha what I do notice, though, is so by law, we pretty much uh, men and women are equal on paper, right? Yeah. What we're not equal in is treatment like actual cultural sure. um, feelings towards women, right? Yeah. And uh, so where feminism gets taken too far, like it, uh, coming back to the question, is when when women try and counter the culture, that uh, comes off as extremist, and it's almost oppressing towards men, like oppressing men yeah. to try and become equal, mm -hmm. when on paper we technically are, right? Yeah. Um, does that make sense? No, it totally does. I was talking about Tanner. I was talking with Tanner about mm -hmm. that. I'm not talking about Tanner. I talk about Tanner sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I was talking with Tanner about that. Like, I think it's very possible that way back in, like, the beginning, women could have, like, come out on top and oppressed men. But for whatever reason, I mean, 
depends on how far back you want to go. That like men came out on top, quote unquote, sure. you know. And just now we're trying to like you know equal it out basically. But I feel like there are women who do try and oppress men, or like in, in <laughs> this happens in other ways. It's not just a men and women thing. It's an it's sometimes it's age, sometimes it's race, sure. sometimes it's literally just where you live. You know, mm-hmm. I'm from I'm from Utah. I'm better f- than you because you're from. Idaho, or yeah. like I'm from California. Or I'm better than you because you're from Oregon. I don't know, whatever th- it is. Think of like Southern Provo, right? Like, yeah, where you're like, oh, you're from South Provo. Oh, ghetto. Oh, oh yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like down by the lake. Whoa, hey, <laughs> don't mug me from the boulders. Yeah, yeah there's absolutely that. Like, uh, I I don't know that line, um, that line there. And sorry for anyone who's from South Provo that I just insulted. Like Tanner. Yeah, yeah, you pretty much just assaulted yeah, you're that. Central <laughs> Provo, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like Central East. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, Audrey, Audrey definitely has a great point. Yeah. In that, like, mm-hmm. um, there, there's no reason why anybody, male or female, should you know have more rights or say I'm better than you or you know have this this pity party or sympathy or for whatever reason we we should all be equal. Sure. As yeah. much as possible. And and stop treating like one side like the injured side and treating one side like they're you know d- treat everyone the same yeah. you know and and lower your expectations it, and if you want something done for you like if you if you want a door opened that's fine like ask ask for it and if you're a man that wants a door open then you should be able to be like yeah i want my door open isn't that or not. isn't that an interesting thing yeah yeah like <laughs> very interesting yeah i i think you're right though it, it's it's something that's important that we all should feel like, oh, I should be doing that for her. Oh, she could also be doing that for me, you know, yeah. whatever it may be, like opening doors, for example. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good question. So, in my opinion, a, he- a healthy person and a healthy society is willing to give and take um, where needed. So, establishing, like, this level of equality. Like, if you expect something, you better be willing to give it as well. Yes. Right? Very, very, very well said. Thank you. And you know what, Duncan, on that note... Let's take a quick commercial break, all right? We'll be back in a second. All right. This week's podcast is brought to you by Jeffrey's Yellow Rock Quarry. All your colored rock and gravel needs can be facilitated through their expert service. Located just south of the Western Hemisphere, Jeffrey's Yellow Rock Quarry. So when you need colored rock, just stay calm and yellow on. And we're back. Thank you so much for that that little break there. That's right. Thanks, Jeffrey's Rock Quarry. Yeah, you uh, you guys are great, you know. So, (laughs) 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 all right, Duncan, we have time for one more. um, Why do women questions? Okay. Okay. Awesome. So this is one. This is the one we're gonna do. Um, This is a good one. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah. Why do girls get back with their exes? Mm. Interesting. Let's. Let's tune in to Chelsea, see what she has to say about it, and then we'll be back in just a sec. Why do women get back with their exes? So I know plenty of men who do the same thing, but um, let's just focus on what the question is. Why do we get back with their exes? Um, People get back together because they're hoping that they can make whatever the issue is work out sometimes they're naive and sometimes people pretend to forget of whatever the issue was that they had before or that it doesn't exist or it isn't as a big deal as they might have thought initially but it's still there and there's still a reason why the two people like either decided talked it out or why they just broke up you don't just forget the time you were together 
you're not with someone for years, break up, and then continue to come out a clean slate. Especially if it was like a long-term relationship that, um, they say the longer you're with someone, the more you become that person. Like you start adopting their habits, their mannerisms, you learn to become one. It's, you're literally dating somebody for so long and it becomes hard to break feelings, patterns, habits, and you just need the time to mourn. Um, and the loss of your relationship just to find yourself again. And sometimes it's a lot easier to just go back. To just go back to how things were. Pretend it never happened. When logically, it's not the best healing process. You know? Thank you so much, Chelsea. Um, so I just wanted to preface what she said um, with the fact that... Yeah, okay, disclaimer. In order to get back together again... You need a man to get back together again, right? With the female. So, right. So, so it's, it's mutual. Yeah, right? it's not really fair in us saying that women do it more mm -hmm. because you <laughs> <laughs> right. what are they getting back together with? The man, right? Right. You know, so. right. <laughs> um, but then again, I, I think where the emphasis lies in this question, so from, from the listener's question, is who is initiating getting back together in the first place? Is it more, more or less on the guy's side or more or less on the women's side? Mm -hmm. And uh, from what I can tell with Chelsea, wi with what Chelsea said, um, it's, you know, it, it's easier to get back together, right? Uh, women get attached to people that they're with for, oh, not to say that men don't. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's just easier to get back together than search for another person to date, right? Which she totally like hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's Absolutely. like, it's like, that's right on. It makes so much sense that like, like you're going through all this heartache of a breakup and like this routine that you've been in and like <laughs> just everything that you've like set up with this person, whether it be for a few months or for a few years, you know, like breaking off with this person, like your whole life is changing. Mm. And so, like she said, sometimes it's just easier just to get back together, just to not have that change and that, that heartache mm -hmm. again, which makes a lot of sense. But sure. like you were saying, we're, we're talking about like how we think at least, at least what I've seen is that the, normally the woman like, um, kind of like pushes or like asks even to get back together sure. yeah. where maybe men want to move on more maybe not i mean like we said we're generalizing most of this yeah but i think maybe that that might be what we're talking about right yeah okay i mean we all know like the boyfriend that's like wait babe i can't live without you in my life babe <laughs> like we gotta get back together and she's like oh my gosh that's right yeah just like that. <laughs> it, that's exactly how it goes over <laughs> um, but uh yeah and um, if you as a listener, if, if you have just recently gone through a hard relationship and have just broken that off, uh, maybe, so it, it's not a bad thing to get back together. That we're, not, we're not trying to shame that. But then again, maybe it would be a good thing to look at your relationship for what it is, for, w for what it was, I guess. Yeah. A lot um, of times you break up because of there is really something bad going mm -hmm. on. And when you spend time away from that person, you normally don't forget or don't don't remember that that bad stuff. So right. then, like, you meet up again a year later, and you're like, "Oh, I remember how I really liked this person and how we had a great time together." Yeah. And you get back together. Sometimes it works. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. It's sure. great, and you've yeah. changed. You're you're different people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it, it it's not any better. Sometimes it's worse. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's all based off off of circumstance. I think. Yeah. And regardless of who you are as a woman, I think you deserve a man who respects you and who appreciates you for who you are. So yeah. Mm -hmm. um, if your man doesn't do that, then don't get back together with him. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. Saying. If they haven't changed, then they're it's going to be exactly the same the first way around. That's right. Unless you became super, super, super duper more patient, which <laughs> not many people can do that. It's pretty hard to do. That's <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs>
kudos to you, sir. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah, Whoever. I feel like every, both sides have to do fifty percent more patience. They sure. can't just be like a hundred percent on one side, right? Even though that probably would work, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think that's that's just not good. Yeah. That's abusive. So. Well, great. Um, I think that brings us to an end with our uh, our feminine questions. We Why had we had so many, and there are lots that I think we might talk about later because they're yeah. still so good. Yeah. But we wanted to like just bring those like main points to light, those main chunks, mm-hmm. and I think they're really For good. Sure. Yeah. There, there, <laughs> there are other ones. Like my other favorite one that we didn't talk about is why do women go to the bathroom <laughs> together? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Age-old question. How many girls did we ask this? Like, how many women did we ask this question to? So many. And none could give us an answer. <laughs> They're like, I don't know. They're like, like, why don't guys go to the bathroom? Yeah. Today? It's poop time. That's <laughs> private time, right? It's so funny because, like, all the women that we asked, they had, like, good opinions and good, like, mm-hmm. points on all the questions we asked except for this one. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I don't know why we I do that. Know. But they... That's the thing is they recognize that they do do it. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. They can't yeah. deny it. I mean, we all know it happens. So For whatever reason, it just, it occurs. It right? occurs. It's like Aurora Borealis, right? It <laughs> we speculate we know, but do we really? Do we? It's lights in the did sky. Did we really go to the moon? Is there really a moon? Who knows? Do you need to get vaccinated? Y- you mm-hmm. can go back a few episodes, Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <right>. you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So All right. Now we're going to move on. Yeah, to our own age-old question that we've been talking about for a little bit too long. Okay. <laughs> okay. You want to you want to propose this question? Yes. I wrote I it out. It, it might not be like the most graceful, but. <laughs> so, who would win in a fight, the sun, or okay, get this, pay attention, a sun-sized planet of lions, just pure okay. lions, pure lions. Same density, same size, same smell. No, maybe not. No, different smell. You can't (laughs) achieve that. That's (laughs) impossible. So the reason why we've been arguing over this so much is because, like, the sun is a star, Mm -hmm. and it's dang strong, right? Nuclear reactions going on, okay? (laughs) But when you have that many lions together, what's going on in the center of that is just as hot and crazy. That's right. It's dense. It's got power. It's got its own ecosystem of smell and, like, roars. Uh, that is a lot of lions. Yeah. Okay? We're, like, we're talking, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how many lions. A few trill. A few trill. Yeah. yeah. A, a cas, cas trill. A cas trill know? of lions. Yeah. A okay. trilla. <laughs> trilla lion. More than that, probably. I mean, the probably. sun's pretty dang big. Man. So, like, each lion has a... A specified amount of power, X amount of mm-hmm. power, right? right? And when you multiply that by how many lions there are, by seven trillion or whatever, <laughs> the, that's a lot of power against yeah. a sun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, now they go head to head. Okay, up mm-hmm. there in the solar system, and you're watching this from your home on your on your telescope. That's right. right. And it's interesting because like the first few hundred layers of lions would start getting burnt off, right, mm-hmm. I- immediately because it's so hot. Yeah. But, like I said, they have an ecosystem. They have gravity. They have mass. Yeah. And they're moving. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to they're, they're gonna hit the sun with some speed. Swiping those that's paws, you Yeah, know? that's the thing. It's like there's just this one giant paw is going to come out <laughs> and just swipe at the s- just swath at the sun. They're, they're going to do a giant cat bath to the <laughs> sun and just... <laughs> like... That's a lot of tongues. That's a lot of tongues and oh. paws to go at the sun. Okay? So... <laughs> All right, this is pr- this, this is just in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm dying over here. Our executive producer Tanner just handed me 
Um, <laughs> the volume of one trillion lions. Okay. So uh, 1.73 times 10 to the 11th power. Okay. So 11 zeros after yeah. that. Um, the volume of the sun is 1.4 times 10 to the 27th. Mm. Okay. So the sun is denser, right? It's got more mass, but it doesn't have the agility of the lions. And I also don't think it has quite amount the amount of like reproductive capabilities right. as the lions. That's true. Because in the center, you know, there's lions making babies, <laughs> and by the time they get to the surface, they're grown and ready to fight. That's right. And even if oh they're man. there only for a second to swat, they get to swat. <laughs> and I mean, like, the sun just kind of burns, right? Yeah. I mean, a lion is a living, breathing thing that has, like, you know, it has emotions. So yeah. it, it can be, like, ticked off. It's like, I'm mad you're burning me, <laughs> and all my lion brothers and sisters, we're swiping at you. Yeah. You know? Have you ever been hit with a lion paw? Okay. okay. I never have, and I hope that I never will. But I hear it's painful. It's right? got to be. I mean, that that's a buff animal yeah. coming at you, swinging a paw towards your head, you know? Yeah. So this is, my, this is how I imagine the plan of attack would be. The lions would sneak up from behind another planet, mm -hmm. right? Another close planet, Riding right? close. Riding right. close mm -hmm. to save so they're not l losing too many on the surface. Then once they pop out from behind the planet facing the sun, they all just start roaring. And that just, like, freaks the sun out so much that, it, like, the nuclear rhythm, the nuclear reactions, like, almost, like, fall out of rhythm. And, like, it can't keep up. <laughs> and, like, right. it's it starts, like, misaligning as, like, a planet because of the gravity. Because, like, there's just the pure sound. For, forget shattering. that space doesn't have sound. Forget that. That's right. Forget that there's nothing to move through. I, it'll move. Nada. It'll move. Okay. With, the, with the amount of breath that's in those lines, they make their own atmosphere of breath. Of just a cylinder to go towards the, the right. sun. <gasps> you know, it's just, and like, it's a death ray of roar. Yeah. It just shatters the surface of the sun, quivering it. You quivering know? it. That's the word, quiver. Just right? shaking it to its core. So they start getting closer. Okay, and the the lions start burning up little by little. The dead ones are sent to the back to get eaten. That's so right. And then they come through to the front with their new strength because they just ate a lion. Mm -hmm. So it's like it'll, it, <laughs> there's no energy loss, basically. It's it, perfect energy. It's self-sustaining. It's self-sustaining. There's no energy. It, it, it all just gets cycled through. That's right. And I think once they start swatting and get, like, chunks of the sun away and it have it start floating off, I think the lions are going to win, Duncan. You know what? I think you're right. I'm in favor of the lions. I am too. Because they are self-sustaining. They can think. And they just keep going. They keep producing more and more and more. They eat. They, just, they just go for it. The matter of a, of a planet the size of the sun made of lions cannot be created or destroyed. Okay? Yeah. So it's just barbecued. And then made into sustenance for other lions. Yeah, it's like cooked. Yeah, it's right. cooked it's food. Cooked. It's perfect. It's cooked. And it smells yeah. great because it's just a bunch of cooked food. And since the soot is burning, like, you know, it, it creates a little dark atmosphere over the, s over the lions. And it, you know. It's it like an ozone layer. That's right. Makes them, like, tolerant to more levels of, like, UV rays. So they can get closer to swat more. Oh. And then they flip into swat mode, and it's just they're spinning this ball of yeah, sun. That's what I was just thinking. They're ball spinning the ball. What, w what if you? Ha what would happen if they got that ball spinning so fast? It like the gravity couldn't hold itself together anymore, and it started just Turned flopping into a apart. lemon. Yeah. you know, lemon shape, and then just poof, and then this, the the lions just absorb that energy, and then take over the next galaxy with that amount of power. And they 
they're victorious every time. This is the scariest Star Wars character that has ever been made. Forget the Death Star. <laughs> what a waste of time. Death Star can't think on its own. That's right. It doesn't. <laughs> this lion ball does not have a self-destruct button. Mm -hmm. Okay. It it's is self-sustaining, baby. Self-sustaining lion planet, people. <sighs> wow. So, uh, since yeah. we're giving credit to everybody this this podcast thanks to austin for that for that awesome question yeah that's a great question <laughs> i'm going for the lion on that one Same even here. though the sun is dang strong i think the lion's got too much going for it that's right so if you're still listening at this point <laughs> listeners you know <laughs> that you have made it this far through our 20th episode congratulations that's right <laughs> and before we wrap um i found a poem <laughs> a poem without any uh poem you know without poem. Any voice crack yeah um that I feel like defines the strength of a woman perfectly. Okay. Um, and I'm going to ask Tanner to read that for us, if at all possible. Yeah. Did you think I was a city? Big enough for a weekend getaway? I am the town surrounding it. The one you've never heard of, but always pass through. There are no neon lights here, no skyscrapers or statues. But there is thunder, for I make bridges tremble. I am not street meat, I am a homemade jam, thick enough to cut the sweetest thing your lips will touch. I am not police sirens, I am the crackle in a fireplace. I'd burn you, and you still couldn't take your eyes off me, because I'd look so beautiful doing it, you'd blush. I am not a hotel room, I am a home. I am not the whiskey you want, I am the water you need. Don't come here with expectations and try to make a vacation out of me. Thanks, Tanner. And with that, we'll close. If you are way smarter than us or have a topic that you would like these two bozos to stew on, or three, excuse me, Tanner, um, or just happen to have something friendly to say or not, uh, feel free to write to us at hardquestionpodcast at gmail.com or check us out on our new Instagram page. That's uh, at HQ the podcast. That's at HQ the podcast on Instagram. And, uh, hey, thanks so much for uh, being so nice to us this week and listening to us. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.